Are we ready? Everybody know about Mexican cowboy boy, Samuel? The Mexican cowboy boy, Samuel. <laughs> That's your first time hearing that? Uh, yeah, he's a he's a detailer, uh, the best on this side of the borders. <laughs> uh, I know it's horrible. You about to go lie? Oh, okay. I know that's horrible. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat, YouTube chat line, and uh, James will get to you. Where's James? He's going to do it from in that. Oh, okay. And uh, so we'll get to you. Good morning, y'all. Hi, y'all. Good. So uh, thank y'all for coming. Any questions or comments? Yes, sir. morning my question is um how do you love someone uh, wish them well and then tell them and then also tell them to suffer and die at the same time without taking a breath (laughs) just like i did right (laughs) i love you suffer and die i wish you well uh when you don't have any anger at all you just naturally because suffer and die mean that sometimes people have to suffer they won't listen you try to give them good advice, but they won't take it. You have to just let them suffer, and maybe at some point they'll cry out to God. And, and then they will die from their own nature and wake up and live. That's what it means to suffer and die. I know some people think I'm talking about going down die the ground, right? Yeah, no. I think that that's most people that have never heard you or maybe just heard you a couple of times, they, I think they think it's the literal death. No, it's a spiritual death. You have once to die and once to live. And so that's what I mean. Don't force the truth on anyone. Even God doesn't force it. Either they're looking for it or they're not. So I wish you well. That's my prayer for everyone. Uh, If you don't want to hear the truth, suffer and die. Because some people cry out to God when they suffer. And then I wish whatever I said. I wish you well. That makes sense now? It it does, but I... on the high level, but yeah, it's the, the confusion that I think, uh, at least I've had conversations with people, the confusion is between the, a physical death and a spiritual uh, reawakening. Is that, you know, that suffer and die is, th- this person so just told have, me to wish, this person just wished me well and wished me to die in the same <laughs> breath. <laughs> That's what love is. So when, other, when someone asked you about it before now, what did you tell them? Um, I was... I was telling him that, um, yeah, it's around the, similar to what you were just said, and if you don't want the truth, then you can just go off and live your life and accept the consequences of yeah, how you're living. Yeah, because God will let you die. If you don't want to return to him, he's totally fine with it. 
He'll let you live on Skid Row. He will let you be a drug addict. He will let you be homeless. He will allow you to get ran over by a car and killed, whatever. And all he would do is go and make another baby with someone else. We think that we're more important than what we are. I'll definitely agree to that. Yeah, we're not that important. All right, good question, man. You say you had a question? Okay. Take the mic. How do you feel about the uh, slut maker Joseph Smith and Mormonism? So what now? The, the, how do you feel about the slut maker Joseph Smith and, and Mormons? Who? Joseph Smith, Jesse. Oh, Joseph Smith? Yeah, the dude. I don't know him. He created Mormonism. Uh, and he I, was seeing through a rock, and, and the rock was telling him what to write no, I, down. And, are you a Mormon? I'm definitely not a Mormon. Yeah, no, I don't feel anything about it. Well, I don't know a lot about it. All right, well, God yeah. bless you. Thank you, buddy. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. I can tell you have a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name's Angie. Um, Hi, Angie. Is this your first time? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is kind of a bold question. Um, what's your stance on war, and is it ever justified? War? Yeah. Absolutely. If you have to protect yourself, you need to go to war, go to war. Absolutely. There's a time for everything. You, are you, uh, do you support a time for war? I mean, I think right now we're in a spiritual war as well as a cultural war. Yeah. And at times that leads into a physical war when that's a last resort. And yeah. yeah. Absolutely. In a cold war. Is this your first right. time here? Uh, How did you hear about us? Uh, my friend Lucas. Oh, nice. Right on. Any, any questions or anything else? Or oh, any disagreement about anything? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. Did you go and forgive your, your mother? Yeah. You went to your mother and forgave her? Yeah. Oh, you did? How did it go? It went well. How about your father? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Right on. Well, thank you for coming. Okay, thanks. All right. So... Maybe I ask Joey all this question. Says he's black. I really want to hear what <laughs> I want to hear what black people think about this question. Um, in uh, Massachusetts, they are they are taking away the advanced classes, you know, high school classes and things, because there are too many whites and Asian in the classes, not enough blacks. What do you think about that when you hear that? You keep them? Why would you take them away? I don't see why they take them away. Because they don't have enough blacks. They don't have enough blacks or they're not smart enough? Both. <laughs> then you keep them. You keep the classes? Right. I don't understand. Yeah. But it make the, ba- the black look bad. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> they need it. Did y'all hear about this? No. no. They're taking away the advanced classes because too many whites and Asians. And I noticed that they are dumbing down everything. Instead of showing people how to grow, they are dumbing down everything. You're too white. 
You got to be less white. Are you less white today, uh, Levi? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> do you know you have to do that? No, I'm. No, I'm good with being white. Do you know what it means to be less white? Um, not really, no. Well, you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> Are you less white today? Did you hear that you have to be less white? And are you nervous? Not really. I mean, no. I, I don't pay attention to all this. Oh, you don't? Yeah, it's, it's all crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's amazing what's happening in the country today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. But that's what they're doing in the schools. Yes, sir. Um, what's your opinion on, uh, like, someone, if they work at a corporation that tells people to be less white, should, should they just quit their job, or what do you think they should do? I would just say, okay, long you pay me my money every week. I wouldn't make it a big deal at work, unless they try to do something to you, try to fire you or something like that. But if it's somebody in business, private business, they can do what they want, and you can figure out how to get out of there eventually. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. What do you think about this notion that too many whites in the best classes, so they are taking them away? Too many whites and Asians. Why? I really don't don't see the point. Yeah. I think just bring more people to class. More if they feel like you're going, then it's good. But if it, they don't, they probably learn from. If I was into my blackness, I would be insulted by that. Really. I would not like that and at basically, all. I don't see the point yeah. to classic math. They don't want to hurt the blacks' feelings. Right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mary, what do you think about this? They have to, in Boston, get rid of the uh, advanced classes because there are too many whites and Asians in the class and not black enough. I think it's awful. Awful. Yeah. They just want everybody to be dumb, stupid, and and unable. You know, it's it's just awful. It seems like it would be a put down. Look it like is. If I were that dumb, I wouldn't want anyone to know it. Yeah, but that's the point. I'll be like, fill up the class with white folks. I don't care. <laughs> but that's the point, Jesse. Black people, you know, with their ego... They want everybody to be as low class as they. They can't stand to see anybody better off. They don't want to work. They don't even want to say, you know, uh, who is it that the computer guy, what's his name? Uh, he said, yeah. Bill. Bill. No, Bill Gates. Bill Gates had the audacity to say, guess what he said? He said, it's racist to even say two plus two equals four. So he is trying to make it so it's that... two plus two, four, I thought it was five. Yeah, well, right. That's what he said. It, 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 in other words, it could be anything you want it to be. So they're just trying to make everybody stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Well, this is why y'all got to get involved, really. They need strong people to get involved. Otherwise, the country is going to hell in a handbasket. So y'all got to get over the fear and run for the police department, educational department, every aspect of the government. 
because they don't care. They are just pushing and pushing and pushing. Somebody got to push back. And that's why we got to bring Christianity back as well. Right? You're right, Mary. Uh, the biblical question. Did you, have you got, oh, let me, last week I gave an assignment. Anybody remember it? Nobody remember it? What the? Only one person remember it? You remember it? Well, I know y'all didn't do it then. What the? I remember what it was. You just now remember? That means you didn't do it. I think it was to be still and don't listen to the radio. Well, not don't listen to it, but take that time in the day where you just uh, take some time for yourself and be in the quiet and the silence. That wasn't an assignment. That wasn't it? No. Oh, well, I was doing the wrong assignment. You're in the wrong, <laughs> You're in the wrong class. Oh, man. <laughs> we got to take him out of the advanced class. <laughs> oh, he oh, wasn't in there. You black and brown. I was, black and brown, brown is slow, yeah. Yeah. You remember the, the assignment from last week? I said do it for a week. I suggest doing it for a week. Um, I believe it would just basically like just sound like the silent prayer. Just be aware. Be aware of yourself for the week. Like whenever you're doing like at work or something, just, yeah, just be aware of yourself. Yeah. Remember that biblical question, how do you know that you love God? And the way you know is by being present with him, not being lost in your head. And I said that it's an amazing thing to do, to do it for a week. Did, did, did my experts do it? <laughs> so what? Did you do it, Chris? We've been aware. <laughs> that means they didn't do it. It is an amazing way to live, to be aware, or be in the present. Everything changes for the good. You overcome, you overcome like 90 going north. That's too bad y'all didn't do it. Later. Okay. Uh, so this week, Bible class, uh, I mean, uh, Bible class, biblical question. Where did this idea come from that the preacher should teach from a Bible in church? I've been hearing that since being out here in California. So if I don't bring a Bible all the time. They're like, yes, you don't have a Bible. My enemies say that all the time. Where did the idea come from? Nobody knows. Huh? Oh, the Catholic started this? Oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. I believe the Catholics started. They started changing a lot of rules in the beginning after Christ left. Uh, infant baptism, uh, There was no pope. They they added a pope. They they, they did, added. did Jesus have a Bible? <laughs> no. I don't remember. I think he met up with uh, some of the preachers and discussed with them one time. But I don't know if oh, they used the Bible. He discussed from the Bible. I don't know if they used the Bible. Oh, okay. Did uh, any of the disciples have a Bible? No, but they, they wrote stuff down, and I think it was the Catholics that rounded it all up, and they kind of took control of the Bible and right. made it their own. Have you ever thought about that before? Where does this, this thing come from that everybody, 
the preacher got to have a Bible. There's a lot into the Bible. Yes, sir. So um, I know you're not going to be too happy with this, but I'm Moroccan, and I was born, uh, you know, to a Muslim family. You were what now? I was Mor- I'm, I'm Moroccan. Oh, okay. So I was born to a Muslim family. Yeah, it's my first time oh, here. Okay, welcome. Gladly. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. So I was born to a Muslim family, as you would say, Allahu, uh, Allahu, Allahu Akbar. 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 You can go ahead. Say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can go Allahu ahead. Akbar. There you go. But I'm not going. I'm not about to go. Boom. You don't have a bill on you. I got your shirt on. All right. It's your shirt. All right. So anyway, um. <laughs> Uh, you know, I find I, I realize to find positivity within, and as long as the positive ways that outweighs the negative, yeah. always is that's how I feel. It's always going to be a little bit of negative, no matter how positive you are. But what I feel like about religion, to uh, follow up on your question, is religion is all about interpretation. So you can go off the book where it's, Jesus was born a Jew. So, you know, you can go off of the book and you can go off of the Old Testament, the New Testament. I mean, it's 30 different versions of the Bible. But I do agree with you a thousand percent that you do not need a Bible to, re- to, to preach from the gospel. Because if you know within and your heart is pure and you're, oh, and you're, and you're, thanks, I appreciate it. He blocked. Um, as long as your positive outweighs your negative. I feel like, you know, you're on the right track. And you do not need a book, you know, to preach from, which there's 30 versions of it. So okay. I agree. But uh, I'm no longer a uh, Muslim. I, uh, Allah Akbar means God, but, you know, go for it, Jesse. All right. Dive in. Dive Did in someone search you before you walked in? What was that? Did they search you and make sure you didn't have <laughs> No, no, no. They forgot, they forgot to do that. I got a surprise for you at the end. Don't worry All about right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, you want to respond to that question, Raymond? Where did the idea come from that a preacher should have a Bible in the church? Now, I'm not sure when it went, but my opinion, it started, I believe the reason why is because the pre, uh, if the responsibility of the preacher to teach the, congrega- to teach the congregation, and they, and they I, somehow they may have gotten the idea that the uh, priests cannot fully trust the congregation to read the Bible, so it's up to the, uh, up to them to do it. Who did this? Uh, so uh, I believe it was the ideal that the priests believe that there is. When where was this? When did this idea come up? I'm just trying to figure out where did it. So I don't know where it started. So it's not like I have the answer to that. I really don't know. I just know that my enemies. If they don't see my Bible, they're like, yes, they don't have the Bible, the Bible thumpers. And uh, so it made me wonder, where did that idea come from? How did it get started? My best answer to that is that when, the, uh, when everyone, uh, when, when they started printing the Bible in mass, and they believed that it was, they believed that it was everybody's responsibility to read it, especially the priests. Who did it, though? Okay, are you familiar with, uh, with Johannes Gutenberg? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had lunch with Johannes Gutenberg yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
and he, uh, he was uh, he was the original vendor of the printing press, and he um, and one of the ma- uh, one of the uh, things that he uh, books he printed was the Bible. Oh, so is it? And when did this start? When did this happen? I would believe in the thirteenth um, century. Oh, amazing! Here and then there, yes, sir. Had y'all, isn't this like a good question because the Bible is a big deal to a lot of people. But no one, all we, no one can really tell me a lot of response, so thank you for that. But no one can really tell me exactly how it became a big deal. Yes, sir. So um, when Moses walked around, he had a staff. It's a stick. And on the stick, it had writing on it. And they would, they would talk about the past uh, writings of the Bible. It used to be on a staff, and then it went to scrolls. Moses talked about the Bible. Well, Moses would would talk about you know uh, Adam and Eve, and he would read it off of his staff, and he would because he always carried the staff with him. But that was the tradition. So um, he wrote it on a stick and carried it around with him. That's the way they did it back then. And oh, then they okay. they also had scrolls. Amazing. And that's what Jesus. Uh, uh, spoke from when he would go to the synagogues. He would read every every so often, every, once a week, a speaker would come and speak and and read the scrolls. He would come together to read the scrolls. And that's what the Jews would do. You would go to church and you would hear so somebody read. So Jesus reading. had a Bible? No, I he mean, didn't. He read, from this. he read the scrolls that were there that the scribes had written. They were and were they the, about him? No, not yet. His Bible was written after, or you know, or so something like that. But that book was was there. The scrolls were there, and and uh, and uh, what was it? The Apostle Paul and and those guys in Matthew. They wrote as. But they didn't write Bibles, right? They just wrote letters to one another, and somebody they turned it into a Bible. A Bible is sixty-six books. It's not one book. It's, right. It's more books than that. So it started with them. It started with the Jews. The Jews. Yeah, they would write. They would write Leave each name, Jews, huh? each no, childbirth. I like the Jews. <laughs> they would write each name, each person born, each person married, and that's how you can get the lineage from uh, from Adam to Jesus Christ. If it's in the it's in the King James, every person, all the way to Jesus Christ. So the, the, the disciple tell them to put it into a Bible form. The disciples tell who? Whoever did this. No, well, they, this, is, this is what Jews are good at, writing. <laughs> they wrote so they wouldn't be forgotten. You hate <laughs> Yes, sir. I, did, I remember the question from last week. I did not do any homework, so I'm kind of speaking off the top of my head. I may have some of my facts wrong. I think Raymond is right that the printing press had a lot to do with it. Prior to that, you know, the Catholic Church was kind of the only church, and I don't know Catholicism that well. There's people who maybe do, but I think they kind of run things a little more like what you're talking about, Jesse. They, As I understand it, they don't really encourage a lot of reading of the Word and having your own Bible. They like to interpret it through the priest's for you and have that happen there and I think there's a little bit of control that they want um, that's my impression of it I could be wrong if there's Catholics in the room most Catholics don't carry around a Bible the way Protestants do it was more of a thing that came out of the printing press in, in Europe uh, several so hundred years ago so it's more for money making and, and to make themselves seem smart 
Did I say that? When they were reading to other people. No, no, I'm saying that it was part of the, the Protestant Reformation of breaking apart from the Catholic Church, having an individual, oh, individual relationship with the Lord. You can have the Word on your own. The Scripture calls God the Word. They're kind of one and the same. The Word is God. God is the right. Word. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is all, it's all one thing. So the written Word, a lot of people interpret it the same as the spoken Word, the same as the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of God just in the words. Amazing. This young lady here. And then we'll move on to. Yes, uh, ma'am. I just know that there's Christians in the past that want to like to compare themselves to the Bereans or something like that. To the what? So, these group of people called the Bereans. Um, so in the, the book of Acts, um, there's this scene where Paul is like preaching and telling them about um, Jesus to his group of people. And it says that. Um, quote, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. So maybe oh, that's where they get to look into the Bible. It's interesting in that uh, a lot of people into the Bible, and they don't know why. This is why you got to know for yourself what you're doing and why you're doing it. No one is smarter than you. It, it, they are pushing the Bible. And nothing wrong with the Bible, right? Nothing wrong with the Bible. But Jesus said, let no man teach you. That we have a teacher, and we do, within, and no one knows what God wants you to know. Another human being can't tell you what God is going to reveal to you. You have a teacher within. And I notice that when people get into the Bible, they become intellectuals, just like the secular world. They just go around quoting the Bible, but their hearts are far from it. And I just think we've been had, well, not me, but most of you have been duped. I could be wrong, and the Bible is a nice thing because it points you back to the kingdom of heaven within. It does do that. But I think that's another reason the Christian community is so weak. There is a hundred evangelicals who signed this letter this week, this, this past week, that Christianity is a, is, what is it, Nick? Christian nationalism. So you have preachers calling Christianity nationalism, I guess. Is that right? Like, it's wrong to be a, a Christian. Right, they were condemning Christian nationalism, and then they made it a point to condemn white nationalism, and they connected it with the uh, capital and all that. And more and more people are calling Christianity the white man's religion. And I'm thinking, how are we going to turn the country around and they go on with these lies? It's just, how will we get better? All in the name of Jesus, if somebody don't stand up and say, this is wrong. This is so evil, it's not even funny. How are you going to call yourself an evangelical, whatever that is, and call Christianity Christian nationalism as though it's a bad thing? Nobody's, no protest, no one says anything. I think we're getting one of the guys on the show, though, on the radio show. Uh, somebody, y'all need to start speaking up. Everybody should be a beta in the name of Jesus. I've never seen so many people believe in God with so much fear. It's crazy. Yes, sir. 
And these people are not giving up. The children of the lie, they are pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Now they are trying to, what do they want to do next? Anyone that has a, I don't know about anyone, but some of these major talk uh, outlets, conservative outlets on the Internet, uh, radio shows and TV shows, they are trying to put those people out of business as well. And because there's no real pushback, it can happen. It can happen. But if you love God with all your heart, soul, and might, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's why when you believe in God, you have no fear, no doubt, no worries, no insecurities. You don't care what people think about you. Nothing of the world is important. You don't have to go over to Mama House every week. <laughs> you can tell the guilty one, huh? Let me take you here. Go ahead, son. Do you think that everything in the Bible should be interpreted as being inspired by God? No. Uh, the Bible has been rewritten and rewritten. And re- it's inside of us. You can't go wrong when you, when you look within. When you allow God to guide you, you cannot go wrong. No one can misinterpret that. But they can with the Bible. And they are starting to do it. There's a yeah. Bible that says, our father and our mother. Beta Bible. <laughs> there is a religion that thinks Mother Mary is it. Who prayed to Mary? You know they haven't gotten over there, Mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I asked because uh, I was having a conversation with a, with a friend, and he brought up a good point. Like I forgot what he said, but he discerned from reading a certain thing in the Bible that was like whoever wrote it was like they were dumb. And I was like, that brought up a good like. It revealed to me, like, wow, maybe everything in the Bible isn't, like, supposed to be taken as, like, this is positive. Like, this is right. great. In the Bible, it says, uh, study to show yourself worthy or something, approved or whatever. How you going to study to show yourself worthy? You that's that's nuts. it. That's what he said. The people who are studying are going nuts. <laughs> I'm just saying. But there's nothing wrong with the Bible. You pick the Bible up, you read it, put it away. Don't let Satan interpret it for you. The Holy Spirit will reveal. You will, once you wake up, you're going to start seeing the reality of the Bible. It will be revealed to you. But a lot of people think that uh, hearing the voice of Satan is interpreting the Bible. And that's not it. I, it's, the Bible is a big deal to... Yes, sir. Yeah. Joel, right here. No, I, I notice there's a shift with Christianity. There's a there's a splitting of, of yeah. people because now now when I hang out with certain Christians, and I notice like they're kind of like more angry, especially at their dads or they're talking crap about their families, and I'm like, oh wow, there's like an actual shift in Christianity because there's this group of people that are hateful Christians, you know. But then they're like, oh, but I love I, I love Jesus, you know. What I mean, I, I don't love my brother and sister, but. Right. You know, I love God, yeah. and you're like, you're like, man, this this is a shift. And then there's Christians that that they don't even know that they're Christians or something. They're like, they're like, I don't know. I have this shift in my mind. Like the, the world is going crazy. Um, the world people are hating other people. I don't even hate anybody anymore. And yeah. then I'm like, well, you're actually becoming Christian. 
Um, so that's that's the shift I'm seeing. Right on. Yeah. Let me take Ermis first, and then I'll come to you. Ermis, did I see your hand while back? Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm trying to tell you salvation is of the heart. It's the heart that God's renewed right away when you seek him, right? He takes the anger from the heart, which is hatred, and he replaces it with his love. And in love, all things are possible. Healing will come, everything. It's amazing what love is, the real love. He changes the heart. And if you don't change the heart, you won't have love, you're still going to be weak. It's about the heart. Yes. Yeah, I do think the Bible is kind of a big deal, but I do I agree that a lot of people misuse it. Yeah. Um, but I think the uh, the reason people carry the Bible is it has a sense of authority, right? So if you show up with the Bible, it's like you're an authority and you have. Oh, you mean when the preacher go to church? Yeah, I think they so a lot of preachers abuse it, misuse it. Yeah. Use it as a uh, like an authority. So because they have the Bible, it makes them an expert or whatever over other people. But I do think... And that's, what yeah. it's, that's one of the, the reasons they carry it. You hear it's okay to carry it, I guess, but that's one of the reasons they carry it, to make themselves look important. I agree. But I do think it's... We don't, I, don't think, I don't think you're doing this, but it does sound like a little bit like we're kind of minimizing what's in the Bible. Because it is, even though it's been misinterpreted, it is... Uh, the text in there are things that were inspired by God. <laughs> what? Huh? what? What? I'm just listening. Yeah, so I know you don't mean it that way, but I think it could be interpreted it, it, that said, way. You said I'm minimizing it? Not that you, I know you're, that's not what you're but trying to do. it sound that way? A little bit. A oh, little bit, yeah. It sound that way to others? To you guys too? No, 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 no. Not here? To you? Oh, okay. So there's some good stuff in there. People are looking. But you know, one thing I can tell you about the Bible, unless you have reconnected with the Holy Spirit, you don't know what you're reading. That's for sure. Because only God can show you the truth. No human being can show you the truth. And when you read the Bible, Satan will interpret the Bible for you. Because you've heard it from the preacher it's so crazy now. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I would really minimizing it. Um, it's so crazy now that the Bible thumpers would say, if it ain't in the Word, I ain't going to believe it. If it ain't in the Bible, I had to verify it by looking in the Bible. I was like, you dummy. <laughs> it's in the heart, folks. It really is. Jesus said, look within, look within, look within, look within. I see South African. (laughs) (laughs) The angels are coming from Africa, Africa, Africa. But I don't mean to minimize the Bible. It is is an important book. And you should definitely read it sometime, but don't read to remember. And and once you wake up, you're going to see what the Bible is. God would allow you to see what the scriptures are really saying. They will be made alive for you. Other than that, you just read the book. You must be seeking the kingdom of God in his right way. So I don't want to make sure everybody has a Bible, right? Not on on, on the phone. (laughs) Uh, If I could add one other thing real quick. 
So, um, so make sure you read the Bible. For I'm not putting it down. I just wanted to know how did it become so important that if the preacher don't have the Bible, then something's wrong. Yeah, I know how you're not putting it down, so I understand that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, but I do think that a lot of Christians, they act like the Bible, literally, it's like God to them. So I know I know what you're saying about that. Um, and just to me, have you noticed that the Christians don't have any love? They got the Bible, but no love. Zero love. Also, Mama Mia love. It's crazy. They don't question that. Well, if I know God, how come I have so much hatred in my heart? Why am I angry? Uh, read the Bible to find out why you're angry. Really? Yes. I would say that, though, even if you're not connected or reconnected with God, there's a lot of confusion out there and distractions that the Bible is probably a better book to read or scan than a lot of the stuff that's out there as far yeah. as guidance for life and things yeah. like that. Absolutely. So thanks, man. Yeah. I got to ask Victoria a quick question. I wanted to ask her when we first started, but she was late. She was like, <laughs> Victoria, I, that's why Joel leave the last seat open so Victoria can come in late. <laughs> that's right. Um, I mentioned that, and I wanted to ask you about this earlier. When I thought of this last night, I thought of you, and I knew you'd be honest. Um, in, in Boston, uh, they want to take out a way to uh, advance classes because there are not enough blacks in it, and mostly whites and Asian. So they want to get rid of those advanced classes. What do you think about that? I think the reason they're getting rid of it doesn't make sense. What is their reason? Oh, because of the whites? Too many whites? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was in advanced classes all through my childhood, so yeah. I was always the only black one in there, too. So oh, you were? Yeah. We, Joel went to a white school as well. See how smart he is? <laughs> oh, Kansas. Sweep, sweeping port. Is that a sweet port, Louisiana? <laughs> you were not in their bad class, huh? <laughs> okay, go ahead. So what do you think about that? That's it. I just I don't think that the reason they're uh, pulling the classes out makes any sense. But like I said, when I was a kid, I remember knowing something was wrong because they had a thing where certain kids would come to school early and they would get to leave early. And I'm not being funny, but those kids were usually Latino. And they did that because those kids didn't speak English. And they allowed them to not speak English. So that's why they treated them differently. And it's not different than putting kids that you think are smarter in this little group to themselves, too. There may be something wrong with the educational system if they have to separate kids like that. Do you think that black people should be insulted? Because it's like saying it out loud, you guys are dumb. And instead of trying to bring you up, we're going to take away the smart people so you can look smart. Shouldn't that be like an insult to the blacks? Not an insult, but it should be something that encourages the black parents to kind of look at what they're doing wrong. Because right. um, like I said, I don't, I don't see the point in putting kids in an advanced situation. Because really, I think that's open to interpretation, but 
Yeah, you got me a little too early on this one. But I, I think anything where you're separating people based on race, and it doesn't have to do with, like, procreation and stuff like that, I think it's foolish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but no, I think the parents need to kind of just look at themselves and see what is it that I'm doing wrong with my child? Am I paying attention to my child? Do I even know the curriculum that my child is learning? Am I familiar with it? Because maybe that's what it is. They, I don't know. I can't give you a straight answer on this one. You got me. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, how's your business going? Oh, my gosh, Jesse. <laughs> it's going very well. And I'm making moves right now, but you're not supposed to talk about that stuff. But, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, tell the folks about your, how they can get. Uh, her business, if you have bad credit. She was straight it out for you. Or if you need to build your credit. Not oh, just if you if need you to build it or anything. All right. You must have a long line of black people. <laughs> black and brown. <laughs> black and brown. No, I'm playing. I'm not. Oh. Okay, well, good. Yeah. And so how can people get you if they want to enhance their credit? Well, they can find me a multitude of ways, but uh, we'll just stick with the website, www.fixmyficonow.com. And you don't have to be advanced to work with me. It's okay. Like, I don't oh, discriminate. <laughs> like, anybody can work with me. It's fine. Unless no, you live in Georgia. We don't do business in Georgia, though, because it's illegal there. So. You don't do what? We can't do credit repair in Georgia. It's, like, illegal, so... Illegal to straight your credit out? What do you mean? Um, it's illegal to be a for-profit credit repair oh, company in Georgia. So I'm not doing all the 501c3 stuff yet. Oh, okay. So Nice. Yeah. Um, let me take here and then you, Mark. Yes, ma'am. Um, well, with the Bible part, um, I wanted to ask you, because there's a lot of people, I've been telling this to a lot of my friends that are Bible pumpers, thumpers, <laughs> and they're always saying the same thing, like, how can the Bible not be truth if, if it's from God, like, if it, if it comes from God? It and did, Because it's been rewritten. Yeah, but they even said that. I said, hidden agendas. Yeah, I said like, yeah, they've been. It, it's been re, like, it's been like reread it and all of that things. But they right. said no, that's impossible because God wouldn't allow something like that because He's more powerful than the people that is trying to reread it, rewrite it. And I sometimes I just think, and it makes me think sometimes maybe God allow it to, you know, and for a reason. But I don't know. If, what do you think about that? Because I've always well, when thought Christ that. came, and that's why we have the New Testament. Everything is spiritual now. And it's within us. And God knew that the people were going to tamper with the Bible because they're in a fallen state. Yeah. And it's going to be based on what they want you to know. So that's why he said, let no man teach you. He gave us a teacher, oh, right. and he yeah. would teach us. That's perfect, because I never, I, I always thought, okay, maybe God knew this. He does. He, he does everything. know. But yeah. in, he's telling you in the Bible, you just have to really read it with your heart to see, okay, no, don't. Don't let well, he does. He knows everything. So yes. that's why he pointed back to Yeah, that's really good. Know the I always him. wanted to know that. But, yeah, that's right everything. Thanks. Yes. Did I see it? Yes, sir. I have a question uh, concerning a story in the Bible. Because you said, and I believe that. Oh, I forgot, Martin. I'll come to you next. I believe that um, we don't understand the Bible. Right. Like we will, we'll, we'll hear a story and not understand the meaning behind it. Right. Uh, and I, that's the case with me. I don't understand the Cain and Abel story. I've always, 
I'm being honest. I've always like wanted to know what is the significance of that because God seems to be cruel in that situation. In what way? In this that that he's taught he's 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 sort of like testing the uh, the willpower or he's testing the faith of the father who wants to by putting his child to the sword. That's the wrong story, buddy. Oh, see, I don't understand. But, but, but the father. You got to go back to the word. Yeah. <laughs> so, what story is that? Abraham. Abraham. Yeah, Abraham. Yeah. And 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 I always thought, you know, how like atheists always said, "Well, see how cruel God is," because he's he's taunting the father to sacrifice the son for God. And you don't understand that. I don't understand it. And that seemed cruel. It does. Would you uh, cut your child in half or throw your child away if God told you to? No, I wouldn't. You would not? No. I would think that that would be a cruel God. In what way? Because it seems like you're, it seems like that's the devil telling me to do that. But that's God telling you. Yeah, hold on a minute, Mama. <laughs> it's like Jim Jones, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. Wow. I'm sorry, but... No, I understand, man. No, it's a good question, too. Yeah. It's a really good question. I, but all it's an my amazing life. story, too. Yeah. I love that story. It really is. Uh, uh, Francisco want to answer it for you. Okay. And then I put my two cents in. Okay. Oh, let me hear what you had to say before I go to Francisco. What did you say about this? You just can't put anything above God. I mean, you have to be prepared that he's going to ask you to walk away from everything you've ever loved or wanted or everything that makes sense in the world. You have to be ready to walk away from that and kill that. And That's you right. Can't, you can't put that above him. Sorry, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Your little smart can't shine right now. Uh, he's right. You've got to love God with all your heart, soul, and might. Along with nothing else. And then you love your neighbor as yourself, right? And that way, a, a lot of things happen for you, but you, can't be, you won't be controlled by the world when you detach yourself, when he does it for you, detach yourself from anybody or anything in the world. Because if you do, you love that more than you love God, and you will be controlled. I, oh, that's why I asked, and I understand now. Yeah. Yeah. And... And because you uh, Jesse, you know that that's what atheists do. I'm not blaming them, but but for throughout my life, I was an atheist, and they they always point at that story to demonstrate how cruel he is. Right. I, I'm you. Know, I, I'm sure you've. Heard, I hear it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you hear. It, I hear it a lot. Yeah. And uh, and it just always bugged me because I never because I, I agreed with them for a long time. Right. But now I understand. It's like you follow truth first, which is well, we follow God first. That's right. And the thing about it, you can't make yourself detached from the world, so don't try it. Once you're born again of him, he will cause it to happen. Okay. I you, understand. Thank you. And so that way you can take it or leave it. So if your wife want to take your child, go to court and all that, you just say, you know what, you can have the baby, I'm gone. <laughs> no big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why if you notice anything that you love, that's what your enemy would go after first. Whatever it is that you love, that's why God doesn't want you to love anything. Not the only reason, but anything or anyone more than him. Are you still an atheist? Uh, 
I'm getting out of it because I'm understanding uh, more and more, you know. Um, to be honest with you, I have a horrible relationship with my parents. Good. You know, I really do. And less. Yeah, and and to apply that story into into real situations, yeah. I see how it is that to love God is more important to love your parents. Yeah, because my parents have thrown me under the bus. Nice, they have. And how you feel about that? I understand the. <laughs> I understand the. <laughs> I understand the story better now. And how do you feel that your parents threw you under the bus? I feel, I feel like, like angry. Why? How old are you? I'm 34. Why are you angry about getting thrown under the bus? Thrown under the bus? Because because um, I didn't understand what that meant. Oh, and now you do? Right now I do. So now you're happy to be under the bus? No, right now I feel liberated to understand that, right that even your parents can throw you, even your children can throw you under the bus. That's right. Your closest friend. Are you working and living on your own? Yes, yes, I am. Nice, man. But I still, I still am angry at them. But why? They did you a favor. And I, I, I see. I'm starting to see that now. And I did you go now. and forgive them? Um. No. Why not? Because, um, because I, I'm gonna do that. Because uh, I'm. Doing why that. haven't you done it already? Because I didn't understand that. That's why oh. I asked about Abraham. Yeah. I'm very serious. No, I've I been, can for years. I've had that. I've yeah. had that. I was like, "What does that story mean?" Because it has the relationship between the, your parents and your children. The, you know, the, you know that a relationship. Yeah. yeah. And God. And I understand. Okay. That's why I asked you. So what? That's why I asked you right I'm now. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Right on, man. Is this your first time? My second time. Oh, okay. Good question. But but, man. but the the going back to that's why we. People like me who are in a fallen state don't understand these stories. Right. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But now that you're on your way back, you're going to be amazed at what will be revealed to you. Yeah. It's nothing like what you've been told. His ways are nothing like what we've been taught. Zero way. Only God can show us that. Yeah. I can see that now. And his love is amazing. Yeah. It really is. Let me take here and then I come to you. Martin. Good question, man. Yeah, quick comment on uh, whether you should have advanced classes. That's... You can't comment. You're white. Yeah. <laughs> you probably be in one of those advanced classes. The professional sports leagues. That's where I ask blacks. Division one football, basketball, and all that. Professional sports leagues, those are all about discrimination. Those are all about advanced classes. They're the same thing. It, you know, if you have advanced classes for um, How they smart people. White people can't jump. Exactly, see? So, so they don't, they don't get to go to the advanced classes. What? They don't get to go to the advanced sports classes. You have to have a certain ability. Oh, they to, don't go to uh, those type of classes? Right. The, the people who because, don't have the advanced. Oh, I see. Because they're dumb. Sport people are dumb, right? Mostly. Yeah, sport people are not smart. I have not ever met, met. A smart No, there's some, there's some scholar sports athletes who I are pretty smart. I thought they just let you in because you know how to play ball. Yeah, but very few in the sciences and math. And but you don't even have to take a test, right? What? You have to, for college if you play sports? 
Oh, okay. And the yeah. military practice. I've never met a smart sports person. The and military. That's the way it is. <laughs> what? I said the military, they also weed out the less capable when they're trying to form like these special um, um, combat units oh, okay. to do special work. They get the smartest, the fastest, the strongest, and they put them in a, in separate places, like, the green, the, like the green beret and the people. seals and stuff. And so those are advanced classes too for the military. All right. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. You ever heard the saying, "The devil knows the Bible better than you and I"? Yes. Yeah. He does. He can interpret the Bible. Uh, he That's does. kind of my thinking on the, the different versions and interpretation of it. Yeah. So I just let it pass. But. Let no man teach you. You don't want to be taught. Let it go in one ear and out the other. I'm telling you, it's an amazing way to live. Uh, let me go here first, then I'll come back to you. No. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I just wanted to add something to what Martin said. Um, you can't, some people don't learn at the same speed as others. So if I'm teaching something, I can't hold back the class because this person doesn't learn as fast as that person. Yeah. So there has to be some sort of other class for them. For the, there has to be a specific class for the people who don't learn as fast yeah. and another class for the advanced team. They, you can't have... But my point about the whole story was, if I were black, I wouldn't want that to be known. That's true. That instead of uh, teaching my child to work hard and do the right thing, I'm insisting that you dumb down everybody else to make me feel good about being wrong. I wouldn't want the world to know that. I, that's my point. Like they, This is all over the news. It's everywhere that they're dumbing down the classes instead of making the blacks come up to the standard. They're dumbing it down. That's my point about it. I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. I was so dumb in school. I was number 18. It was fun. <laughs> and I only had, literally had 18 kids in my class. Isn't that something? That ain't funny, man. Allah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah. So what? Yeah, no, it's, it's all, y'all got to get involved, really. You got to overcome the fall of state and get involved. Yes, sir. I just make two quick comments. <laughs> uh, regarding the, uh, the Boston thing, yeah. I think that the, the issue is that they're not, black people don't even think that they're dumb because they're not in those classes anymore. They've convinced them that the whole curriculum or the educational system is already, there's something wrong with the system already. Yeah. So it's like geared towards whites or it's biased towards whites. So therefore, it's not that they're dumber. It's because of the bias. The second, Amazing. The second thing. You have to be dumb unless someone convince you of that, right? <laughs> Don't you? All right. And then regarding the Bible, uh, that Bible that you referred to, I was kind of skimming through it the other day. Uh, it is the best interpretation of the Bible. And it's, Which one? That New Jerusalem Bible. Oh, that I have. Yeah, yeah, I know you joke around saying it's the uh It's the, the best Bible. Yeah, it's simple. It's simple. It's it's regular. Yeah. It's like it is it's the real deal. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. The New Jerusalem Bible. All right? Uh, yeah, right here. Oh, right here and then here. And, the, and then the young lady has a question. I just wanted to bring up an example about going to war. Um, a great example would be like during World War II when we went to fight against the Nazis, uh, Germany, and push them back. And another good example would be in our time of day today uh, with against uh, everything that's going on against China and even Iran. So, like, obviously we should try to talk to fix the problems and resolve them. But if uh, if it comes down to it, then, yeah, war is a, is an answer that must be accepted. Yeah. No, it's time for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'll come back to you, Allah. Uh, so, <coughs> I actually, actually discovered your YouTube channel uh, yeah. like last year in June, and yeah. I remember I actually went up to go visit a friend, and this is like during the height of the BLM rioting, and I went over to her place, and she's black, and I remember like when I first got there, I saw BLM signs in the garage, and I didn't say anything because I didn't want to like I was gonna have to sleep over there, so I didn't really want to, you know crap where I sleep, essentially. I'll so, blame you. yeah, I saved it for myself, but then when I was, like, drinking and enjoying, like, company with them, one of their roommates, she's, like, really liberal, she, like, was talking about how they had the BLM sign that was on front of the Trump Tower and how people were defacing it, and she's like, oh, how could people do that? Like, if you're not, like, if you don't support this movement, you're on the wrong side of history. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, I have to say something because it's like, you're pretty much saying, like, I'm, like, a bad person or I'm a racist for not supporting this. Yeah. And so, like, I spoke my mind. And I was watching a lot of your videos, too, at that time. So it's like, and you said pretty much everything that I already knew in my head. I just had someone reaffirm it. Yeah. Uh, and so I pretty much just spoke my mind. Still somewhat filtered, but, like, I at least got my point across. And then, like, left. Everything went fine. Like, she was shocked, obviously, but, like, it was whatever. And then, like, the whole half the year goes by, like, things were totally fine. And then, like, during the New Year's, I got a big text from my black friend, and she basically told me how, like, oh, your politics were disturbing, or it was, like, sad that you said all this stuff about it. And it's like, you know, she wasn't accusing me of being racist or anything, but she was just saying how it's, like, not, like, how that's, like, unacceptable that you, like, have these views on everything. Like, we're all hurting. But it's, like, it's, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because my whole idea is, like, and I've always thought this is like, if you don't have the merit for it, you shouldn't be there unless you have the skill for it. And what we're setting up right now is basically a whole place where it's like, if you have a certain skin tone, that grants you rather special privilege. Or if you're white now, it's like now you get little privileges because now it's like if you're white, you're like a racist or you're a, yeah. a bad person right now. And so it's just, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills and it's like, Everyone at work is, like, talking about how it's, like, oh, if you're white, we need, like, white privilege and how they have to, you know, Coke had that whole thing about if you're white. It's, like, you can't be, uh, what was it? It's, like, yeah, basically any good trait is considered white. And yeah. it's, like, it's just, like, it's so, I feel like I'm so confused in, like, what's going on in the world. And it's, like, especially when you say, like, don't get attached to worldly things. It's, yeah. like, that's one of the reasons why I had to come in today because I've been watching your videos every week. But it's, like, you know. It's getting to the point where it's just like, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, I even had one person, I remember like at my work, they were trying to promote Ibra Kendi's book on that white privilege stuff. 
and his book is basically just talking about if you're white, it's like you're pretty much, it's so that stuff where it's like you're a racist just by being white and that you have to atone for the sins of your ancestors. And it's like, it's just, everything is doesn't make any sense to me anymore. And it's like, I just, I had to come in here just because it was like I needed a phone. How old are you? Uh, I'm 24. Right on. And uh, this is your first time here? Yeah. Because uh, I can't tell you have a mask on. I live with my parents. I know, beta. But, um, but. Uh, are you white? I'm mixed. And so that's. Oh, I know your head look black, but your face yeah. <laughs> and that, I've had people say things to me, like, throughout my entire life about how, like, like black I'm people. I'm wondering, is this a white guy or a black guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking his head look black, but his hand is. Um, the thing look white. Which is, that's why everything today, like, makes no sense to me, because, like, I've never identified as, I, yeah. when I was a kid, I used to be like, oh, I want to be black. I listened to rap music, I was like, I got into it, because as a kid, it's like, rap yeah. music's rebellious, it's like, it's cool. That's right. But, like, as I grew up, especially now, and I saw how crazy everything is, it's like, you know, when I see police officers arrest someone for resisting <laughs> arrest and something bad happens, it's like, my mind doesn't go to riot, it's like, why would you resist arrest if an officer tells you to do something, like, yeah. follow along because that's the safest thing to do and it's the smartest thing to do. Yeah. And so it's like I've never identified as a single race and now it's like everything's all about race and it's like I'm here. It's like I guess when I apply for a job, I'll put, I don't know if I get better job opportunity if I put that I'm two or more races or if I put that I'm black or what now. <laughs> but like that's the sad thing is that I'm not thinking about what's on my resume. I'm all thinking right. about what's on my uh, identity now. You're going to have to start your own business. Yeah. Really. That's the way around it. You got to do your own thing. Um, who fault is it that white people are being treated this way? Uh, it would probably be white people, but yeah. it's, I wouldn't even just say it's white people, though. It's like just people being silent, too, in general, because it's like you do have Trump, for instance, or you have other conservatives who pretty much they're speaking. That's why I like Trump. Like, I didn't even vote for him in 2016. I voted for Hillary. But I didn't know anything about politics at the time. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> the beginning... The beginning of like 2019 is like before, like just the beginning of it when they had the the New Year thing, and, or I don't remember what you call it, the state address. And I saw what Nancy Pelosi did with the paper, and she tore it. And I was like, "What the hell?" I started paying attention to the news and how it's negative. Millennial. Yeah, but let me say you this: this is an amazing time because as adults, we're supposed to take responsibility for our own life. It's our responsibility to overcome the fallen state. Is no one else's responsibility. And what this is showing me is a wake-up call to America, period. But it's showing how weak the, the, the people are on both sides, really. Because on the black side, they allow themselves to be used. We talked about that earlier. And on the white side, the men are afraid. They have fear. And whenever you have fear, Satan will defeat you. You know, he'll use the children of the lie to defeat you, and we are a, a Christian, Judeo-Christian nation, and we are not supposed to be defeated by evil. But so many Christians are afraid, and so when you're afraid, you get what you deserve. You really do. And this is a wake-up call for that, and a lot of people are starting to wake up. So I, I have hope that it, it will turn around, because a lot of men and women are examining themselves. It's forcing them to come back to God, and it only takes one or two to change it. It takes one, really. One that truly believes in God, they can change the world. So it's turning around, but it's the people's fault. I can't blame the children of the lie because they have no power. When a woman is beating up a man, I can't blame her. 
She ought to beat him up. Because any man that stands back unless a woman smacks you upside the face and you don't smack her back, you deserve what you got. <laughs> I'm telling you, we are, and we can't blame anyone as adults. Now, we can talk about the issue. We can talk about what went wrong so we can point the right way back. But we can't blame anyone. Women can't blame men. Men can't blame women. Blacks can't blame whites. Whites cannot blame black. Because this country was a strong country because the people were strong at one point. And now they're weak. And it's never going to change until we come back to what is right. We, as the young man was talking about, we've got to love God with all our hearts, soul, and might, along with nobody else, nothing else. And then we can bring back our country. So it's happening. And all this stuff is just forcing people to look at themselves. All right? Are you doing the silent prayer? I was. Uh, I stopped, but, like, I even had some. This is actually, like, the second anniversary for my mom's passing. And, like, I'm starting to get, like, a little in my head about it. And so it's like I know I need to this do it. This is second anniversary? Yeah, like the Meaning second Meaning she died a year ago? Two years ago. Oh, and you still mourn her death? Not really. It's oh, more, why, why you stop praying then? Yeah, I, I shouldn't have stopped. I, I think it's just laziness because sometimes it's like I get off work and I just, it's like you don't want to, you just want to lay in bed or something. Well, then suffer. No, when are you yeah. living at home with your parents? What the? <laughs> Bro. Yeah. Bro. Who you live with, your father? Yeah, my father and my stepmom. Oh, why don't you get out and get your own place? I'm planning on doing it. I'm just saving up money right now. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, get out of there, man. Do the silent prayer. All right? And uh, if your mother had been dead two years ago, died two years ago, you need to let it go. Oh, yeah. Let the dead bury the dead. I can't get over people celebrating the dead. Anybody does that? Don't be ashamed if you do. When I don't even remember, I don't remember, I know my grandparents expired, but I don't know the year or the day or the month. I forgot about it. My father and my mother expired. I can't tell you if it was two years ago, because I was trying to think about it, and I don't know if it was two years ago or three years ago. Why are you remembering this stuff? Those are, those are the ways of the world. That's how the children of Satan live. We're supposed to be the light of the world. We live differently. We want life. We don't want death. We celebrate life. We don't celebrate death. Let the dead bury the dead. All this stuff. Y'all need to cut it out. Oh, it's my, it's my daddy's birthday today. Where is he? He's dead. <laughs> how is he having a birthday? I thought birthdays end with you're gone. Evidently. You celebrate the dead? And then I didn't I see your hand? I did. Okay. Yeah, all right. You celebrate the dead? So I don't celebrate it. You celebrate the dead's birthday? But I absolutely recollect them. No, no, no. On the day of their passing. So if that's okay with you, obviously it's not. I won't beta. All right. So um we're going to go to um, 
um, isolation. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, to uh, to Iran. He brought up Iran and the Ayatollah. Real fast because I'm running out. Okay, yeah, I got you. Okay. Real fast. He went to Iran and the Ayatollah. Okay, those are Shiites. Those are the the the, the main majority of terrorist attacks. So Iran issued a, a warrant oh, on I your. Oh, I can't talk about that now. They, they, no, no, they issued a, a warrant on it. your great white I don't have time. Okay, all right. And Take then I want I wanted to go to no, no, when no. did you when did no, you realize what. Ask uh, me a direct question. Don't read. That's what I'm trying to ask you a direct question. Okay, Is, go ahead. When did you realize that you um, that, that that you basically put positive over negative, and you weren't following the train, the, the trail that you that you said you were following when you first came out here to L.A. when you were 18 or 19? Uh, when I stopped hating, when I forgave. Right, right, right. Do you remember the like, exact moment, time, or what, what? What? I remember some of the things that happened, but I don't remember the exact date and all that. But it was but a. It was I, a um, when I realized that, I asked God to let me see myself, see what was wrong because I was in the beta mode too, emotional, had fear and doubt and all that, and I had gone to church and. It wasn't helping. So I finally asked him to let me see myself, and that's when the ball started rolling. And I wanted to ask also, what steps did you take to help the ball start rolling? I, um, Besides went, forgiveness, I went, because that's I went the main thing in positivity that I see that you do. But it's not about being positive. You don't let people piss you off, though, from what right. I see. Right. It's great. Because if you don't, it's not about, that's another thing, it's not about being positive or negative. It's about having love. It's about being right. And that can only come from God. Because if you're a positive person, you could be made to be a negative person. A situation can happen, and you would change according to the situation. But if God changed your heart from hate to love, you cannot change no matter what happens. Because now you belong to the Father, no matter what happens. So you got to overcome the anger. So when somebody aggravates you as of now, what does your mind relate to? You're in traffic and you're, you know, getting pissed oh, off or whatever. I, I, that doesn't happen. But, no, what I'm saying is if you feel it, I don't if feel you it. felt it, when you did feel it coming on to. Before overcoming it? Right, absolutely. I was like a little woman. <laughs> you're like your mama? Because anybody has anger. You have anger? No, I don't. You, you overcome? Overcame it. I forgave my mom and I forgave my father before right you ask. Good. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes, sir. Oh, good, man. Well, just stay with it. God will change you even more. You haven't seen anything. All right. God bless you, Jesse. Yeah, Thank stay you so with much. It, okay. I got to move a little faster. I want to go here. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. Thank you, sir. That's all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, my question is... Oops. My question is... There is different kind of Bible because in my experience, my parents are Christians, and I have seen many different titles and yeah. Bibles. Yeah. And my question is, if there's any difference between the information, the each title and and Bibles, and what part in the Bible do you recommend for parents to teach the teenager children? Oh. First of all, I would recommend that parents not teach their children the Bible, but to be a living example. And when you're a living example, as they get older, they will start seeking for themselves. And when they seek, they will find it. But if you teach them 
they are not going to find what they, re- they are really looking for because the Bible will, by teaching them, you're going to screw them up intellectually. But if you become a living example, oh, what kind of Bible? I read the New Jerusalem Bible. Um, I have a King James Version too, but the New Jerusalem just kind of makes sense. You know, it just, it's like we're talking now. So it's easier to understand. It's the, it sounds like the real deal. I thought it was a, a Jewish Bible until lately I found out that it's a Catholic Bible, right? Right, Hermes? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Catholic Bible. And it just made sense. Try the New Jerusalem Bible. Yes, I do have my Bible. This Bible, actually I wrote it. Okay. And it's a holy, it's, I don't know. <laughs> what is this? Uh, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, it's this is my Bible, and um, I have been reading it. And, but it's confusing, kind it's of confusing. part of it. Yeah. yeah. Try the New Jerusalem. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think will like try but to even, find it. Even when you read it, and it's Spanish. Even when you read it, don't try to interpret it. And whatever Satan is telling you that the words mean, let that pass, because he's lying to you. And the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. Thank you. Gracias. But it's best to be a living example for kids. And they'll start asking questions, and when they ask questions, you can answer the questions. Great. But I wouldn't teach them the Bible. Thank you. Okay. Um, Yes. Yes, Raymond. Oh, I, Raymond, let me ask the young lady first. She wanted to, right in front of you. In front of you. Miss? Good morning. Hi. Good morning. This your first time here? Yes. And what's your name? Contessa. And how did you find us? Um, oh, nice. Passing the word. That's right. Anything we've said that you disagree with or don't understand, I need to straighten out a little bit. Um, well, just going back to like a couple of things that they that like this man said and what this man said. Right. Um, I know that like you feel like there's a lot of very angry Christians um, in the world, and I um, understand that a lot of people have a lot of um, misinterpretation of what it is to be Christian. Right. And what it really is, is there's not a lot of angry Christians. There's a lot of broken people. There's a lot of broken Christians in the church. And people are seeking healing. People are seeking Jesus. People are seeking, you know, something to calm, you know, to like break that yeah. um, ugliness in their spirit. But there's a lack of ministry of reconciliation within the church. And so many Christians are allowed to continue with anger, with a lack of understanding, with, you know, even legalism, um, trying to be Christian. But it's not that there's a lot of angry Christians and they're trying to be hypocritical, but there's a lot of broken people. And when you say broken, what do you mean? How are they broken? Well, sin breaks you. Sin causes you to be broken. And what, how, Angry, how are you broken? What do you mean? Sad, you want to kill yourself, oh, depression, okay. all of those things that happen to us as people. Right. You know, um, yeah. because there's a lot of broken people. But that, the, that comes from anger. It really, right. Anger is hatred. Correct. And so when you have hatred in your heart, uh, it's evil and you're separated from God. And if they were to overcome that, then they would not be broken. 
But that's my point is that there is a lack of ministry and healing yes, within yeah. oh, the I church yeah. to overcome that. Right. Many churches right don't that. reach out. Many churches don't, um, you know, minister in that way so that they can overcome it. They just tell you to overcome it. But God reaches to your heart. You know, yeah. when you minister the word of God, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God ministering through you. Nobody yeah. comes to hear you. They come to hear what God has to say, right? That's right. And so it's God ministering through you to reach and to heal the brokenhearted. The Bible says, God says, draw near to me, tells the brokenhearted, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Right. And so have with, you, are you a Christian? Yes. And have you overcome your anger? Yes. You have none? Nothing that's out of, you know, nothing that controls me. And what type do you have? What, what? What type of anger do you have? Well, it's a righteous anger that doesn't cause me to, it doesn't control me. It, Everything can get you upset, but there's a righteous anger when you feel a certain type of way that things are not happening the right way, but you go to God with those things to reconcile that. And what does a righteous anger feel like? Well, we have to be angry. We can't just think that everything is okay and everything is great. Why not? It just means not to sin. Why would everything be okay and everything great? Even God says, don't sin in your anger. Right. But for the children of God, all is well. It is. All the time. So well, everything but is things okay are not all the well. time. I'm sorry? Things that are happening in this world is not well. Right. And because the world belongs to Satan and his children. Correct. And it doesn't mean we go off like angry fools, but we don't accept the things of the world as well or as okay either. Right. That's, That's right. a righteous anger. Uh, uh, God said that we should discern. Correct. His children discern and not judge, right? Correct. And anyone who has anger judges. You can't help but that because that's the nature of Satan. And there is no peace in anger at all. And so he wants you to overcome that by going and forgiving. I'm sorry for hating you, whomever it might be, right? And he'll take that away from you and he will give you perfect love. Then you could deal with the world without being frustrating and right. overreacting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, God doesn't call us to live that way. He gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's why I'm saying you I don't know, live out of your anger. But righteous anger does not have any emotion in it. You can't feel it. It's a light unto your feet. Right. And so if you, if you believe you have righteous anger but you're emotional with it, that that is not of God. Right. That's why the Bible says don't allow your anger to cause you to sin. And so you got to overcome it and not have it. Then it can't make you sin. Exactly. So you got to overcome that emotional anger. Well, yes, that's then that's what I'm saying. That's why many people are not know, ministered in that, that way. You are saying that you have it. I'm saying at times things make me angry or upset, it but it's though. not. If you are of God, it would not. It would be impossible to make you well, angry. Even anger is in the Bible. I know, but it's not that. That means you're not in agreement with something that's happening. It doesn't mean you're emotionally angry and overcome by it. It means you're not in agreement, and right. it's it is not well. Certain things that happen. I know, so but I don't I, think we have the same context of anger. What you're speaking of? Yeah, I'm talking about the perfect love where if someone disagree or things are happening around you. You're not overreacting to it because it's not bothering Correct. you. Absolutely. You see that it's wrong. And like you used the example on the freeway, if someone is driving crazy, you just see that they're crazy, but it doesn't affect you. God protects you from it. It doesn't. And that's what it means to discern it. You will see it, but you won't hate what you see. 
Right. Otherwise, that's why you need the ministry of healing and reconciliation to to overcome those things. Everybody has it, but yes, you do expect that in your relationship. Do you believe those who have been born of God, they still have anger? Everybody has sin to deal with throughout their whole lives. Yes. And you're right. You always have issues to deal with. But do you believe those who have been born again of God still have anger? Of course, because it takes time for those things to be worked out. Nobody becomes how much, how much time? instantly. Well, it depends on your process with God. Well, it, it, some it, people can sit in that for a long time. Anger at the twinkling of an eye. You sure can. And then once you overcome it, then God will clean up all the other stuff. He does. You're uh, correct. Okay. Any questions for me? No. No. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. You went to your mother and father and forgave them. Yeah, this is, yeah, I don't have. Uh, I'm sorry? Yes. You went to them? I don't, like, have Did you this. go to them and say, hey, I'm sorry for hating you? Yes. Oh, you did? How did they deal with that? We've all, we all, they accept it. They did? Good. And, and uh, amazing. Are you close to your father? Yes. Nice. Very close. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. All right. Do you have any questions, buddy? The one next to you. Okay. How did this is your first time here? Yeah. How did you find us? Um, from this guy. Oh, nice. Anything you disagree with? No, I'm just keeping an open mind. Oh, okay. Yeah, just listening. All right. Well, welcome, man. Thank you. And give it to the guy behind you. Thank you. Uh, about what you were referring to about advanced classes. I would like to uh, say a quick example. About what? Advan- the ideal of advanced classes. Oh, I got to move away from that. Can I move on because I'm trying? Very well. Because I don't want to get all political and stuff. I just wanted to bring that up because I wanted to ask Victoria, because I know she's kind of radical. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and she's black. And, and so I wanted to ask her, what does she think about that? But here's what I want to tell you. It's a blessing to see so many of you men and women, starting your own businesses now, uh, overcoming this anger, really dealing with things, returning to the Father. And it's just so rewarding to hear this because in counsel with people and dealing with people, there's just nothing but hate in the world. And because Satan is ruling with this anger, we're losing it. All right? So no matter what, do not ever fall into the temptation of anger. Once you truly overcome it, you can't come back to it anyway. It will be impossible to be angry once you're born of love. Because God, you know, God is love. And so once you're born into him, it's impossible to be unborn. All right? And so whatever you're overcoming, knowing him, just be patient. Stay with the silent prayer. And I really want to encourage you to buy some land. Why do people fight each other and running around and acting stupid? Buy some land. Start your own business and take time with the business. When you start a business, don't try to be like anyone. Just do your own thing. You don't need a five-year plan. You don't need a 10-year plan. You just need to do what's in front of you, and the next, it will show you what you need next and what you need next. And that way you don't have to worry. You don't have to. You can sleep at night because you're doing what you're guided to do. So this is going to get worse before it get better. And so I really want to encourage you, do the silent prayer, 
Speak up, but don't resent and doubt every thought. I'm telling you, he'll guide you one step at a time. His plan is different than our plan. One step at a time. He loves us, and he's going to do some amazing things for you. So for those who started their own business, I know TJ started a business, and uh, Sammy, the Mexican car wife boy, Victoria, and some others, too. You just got your own place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing place. Guys, don't live with mama. Any man that's living with mama is a beta. And ladies, don't marry a guy that lives with mama. That's mama's boy. He ain't going to be able to take care of you. And he's going to cheat on you. <laughs> don't marry a mama's boy, ladies. Did you have your hair? Yeah. Y'all understand that? God will add it unto you. He love you. He will add. Have a wait and see attitude. Don't marry a mama's boy. And don't marry someone who already has children. It's just trouble. I know. Huh? <laughs> She's been suffering ever since she did it. I'm like, no, no. But I gotta have my loving. I'm better than talking a lot. What? I have, I grow stronger now. Of course. <laughs> no, okay. You gotta get worse before you got better. Now. Don't well, uh. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, I just was going to um, add to what you were saying because you speak a lot about the Holy Spirit teaches you, and it's true. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things, and it speaks to us in truth. And the one thing about that is that when the Holy Spirit does teach you, and you say, "Don't let men any let any man teach you," right. the whole what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you inside will always point back to the Word of God. It will always confirm what the Word of God says. We say so if, point back to the Word. Where is the Word of God? The Bible. That's not the word of God. That is the word of God. It's the word from God, but the word of God has been written in your heart. It's made flesh. It does, but the Bible, he gave us the Bible as the authority. He gave us as to not be a cruel God. That's how we know who he is, understand his nature. Where did you get that from? He gave you the Bible as the authority. The Bible is inspired by the word of God, by well, God, by the Holy Spirit. Where did you get that Two from? Men. He gave you the Bible. the Bible as it's the authority. It's in the Bible. I'm sorry? It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible that he gave you the Bible? That he, the word of God is inspired by God, is right, given to man, I, no, I'm going back to something else that you said first, and then we can come back to that. Where did you get that from? He gave you the Bible as the authority. It says in the Bible it says that what? the word of God is the authority. That it says this the is word. his word. And, and uh, Jesus is the word, right? What the? the word that became flesh. <laughs> so what? It says that in John 1. It, it says what? Jesus is the word. Do the you word know that the word flesh. is written in your heart? That's also what happens, but it's also the word of God. This is why we have the Bible. That is our standard of living. So that when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you know whether it's the Holy Spirit or whether it's Satan or whether it's your own mind. And so you believe that the Holy Spirit point you back to the Bible? Always. That's dumb. Okay. No, that's real dumb. Well, how do you know that it's God speaking to the, the you? Ho- the Holy Spirit reveals to you because uh, it, it's working for God, so it revealed to you. It's not going to point you away from the truth. 
That's why God said, don't look out. The word of God is the truth. God said, don't look outside for the truth. It's inside. Know thyself. Right. You receive the Holy Spirit, but you won't always. How do you know that? What? How do you know what he's, the Holy Spirit is saying to you if you don't even have a measure of what, if you don't even know God or his nature? But that, that's why you need How to do re- you know what? The Holy Spirit is teaching you if you don't know the nature of God. That's why when you he need speaks to, to you. That's why you need to enter into the kingdom within. Then you would know. You would, you would recognize the, oh. the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you're going to know it. It has life. It has love. It has everything. How and do you know what the kingdom of God is? From the truth. How do you know, like, oh, define, like, what is the kingdom of God? How do you know what the kingdom of God is? Where, did, where do you get that information? It's inside of you. God said to look within. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Have you ever read that in the Bible? Yes, but that's how a you, little different. So that's when you're first told you're by saying. some people. But then you have to get to know yourself and repent. Once you repent, he will bring you into the kingdom. Right. The Holy Spirit lives in you. But you still have, like, how do you know what the kingdom of God is if you've never seen it before, if you don't crack open the word? Because it's revealed to you at all times. Inside of you, not from the outside. You're able to see. I'm sorry? This young lady have. But you're not going to know the truth until you enter the kingdom. You would know about God from reading the Bible. You will intellectually know about him, but you won't have a relationship with him. You won't know him. You just know about, like, you read about Martin Luther King, right? You know about Martin Luther King. What? The word of God and having a relationship. That's all right. I don't want to argue with about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> so I think the Bible is really important in a lot of ways. I think people should read it. Um, I think that the, the word of God is the truth, but I agree what you're saying, that the, the word of God is written on your heart because God's language is not human language, right. and the Bible is written in human language. That's the issue with the Bible. It's, it, it's really important. We should read it, but we have to read it with a, with a, a softness in our, you know, if we, if we read it with our human ego and interpret it with our human language, that it so easily, you know, gets twisted. And so, yeah, that you, the word of God's written on your heart, and that's what faith is. You know, say, if you want to say like, well, how do you know? How do you know? That that's what faith is. You don't know, uh, you know, hanging on to a concrete Bible like a uh, um, like a security blanket is not faith. You know, you can't. Nobody can tell you what to believe. It's something that you have to yeah, find within. You have to find it within. Right. That's it's what within. I understand what you're saying because, you know, I've been out, I've never been like a Bible thumper, but I've been on that road and I noticed that all those who are into the Bible have no peace. And they're interpreting it. They got all these excuses. They make up excuses for their anger because they have no love. They have no patience. And they say, oh, everybody's sin. We can't help it, right? Uh, but it's inside of you. You have to look within in order to find it. And the Bible tells you to look within. Don't look here. Don't look there. The kingdom of heaven is within. The word made flesh. All right? Uh, did I see your hand? Yes. I guess I just wanted to share a verse. Um, and I've, you, you've said this before. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. 
No heart has to imagine all the things that God has for those who love him, right? So not, even, so not even the Bible can demonstrate that. You can't yeah. put God in a, in the, in a box. Yeah. It's just a guide, right? So, you know, you can't, you can't describe God. So right. I'm just gonna That's why you that. say you must be born again, and then he will guide you. All right? Uh, any other questions about anything? Did I see your hand a while back? No? No, you already answered my question. Oh, okay. All right. Any other questions? Yes. I can't believe this time is up. Mm. You don't think there's anything wrong with uh, just like one day, just during the day, you just think about um, a loved one or a friend that died? Like, you're not like oh. getting all like emotional about it, but you're just like, right. dang, man, I miss him. No. Yeah, sometimes uh, my brother or my father would cross my mind, but I don't hold on to it. I just remember it. But I don't, I, it's just weird. Every year you celebrate the death day. You know, how do you remember that? Why do you remember it? They gone. They did. They gone, right? But sometimes I'll have a, a memory of my father or something he said that was stupid or funny. <laughs> <laughs> Or I remember my brother, you know, like, something about it. But it's just a passing thought. Yeah, you're right about that. Same here. Yeah, but don't get into it. Only love God. Let the dead have the dead. You want the, the living one. You don't want the dead one. All right? And you're not, who, who disagree? Oh, I thought I heard somebody say I disagree. You, you're, not, you're not into death. You're into life. Do the silent prayer. And I'm telling you, speak up, don't resent, and just keep going one day at a time. It's going to blow your mind. He is taking care of you. And if people don't want to hear, wish them well. I don't care if it's your daddy, your mama, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your friend. Wish them well and go your way. Because only a few will find a straight and narrow path. Only a few. And it ain't what you think that it is. All right? Um, so make sure you stay with the silent prayer and don't, don't try to be like anyone. You want to be you. You're better at, you're best at being you and not someone else. And most people are not themselves. And they worry about what others think and what they, you know, it's crazy. That's not peace. God is with you. You will be fine. All right. Um, I talked a lot this week, so my voice is fading away. Y'all know the hate was out, so I had to do this show. I did the Fallen State show and, and, and just talking. <laughs> I, be quiet, Allah. <laughs> and so if people get mad at you, it's not personal. They can't help it. Wish them well. All right. And, and, and stay in the present. That's where everything is, because Satan cannot come in the present. He has to bring you out of the present by making you think about tomorrow or yesterday and all that. All that stuff is dead and gone. All you have is right now. And it'll be amazing to you. Every thought is a lie about everything. Even when the thoughts are interpreting the Bible for you, it's lying to you. It makes you think. Satan promised to rob, steal, and destroy. He's pretending to be God. God's voice, voiceless voice. 
Satan voice talk to your head. It builds you up, let you down, builds you up, let you down. Then you want to go and jump off the bridge. But once you get over that voice, by doubting every thought, it's paradise on earth. All right? Um, but now you're trying to hold on to him, huh? Right. <laughs> um, any, any, any question about anything? Anything? No? Okay. Is this your first time here? Yeah. Uh, maybe, but I see you somewhere, right? I don't think so. Oh, all white people look alike. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your name and how do you hear about us? Um, I'm Danny, and this is my neighbor Tom. And right on. He invited me. And so Uncle Tom told you about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any questions or disagreements or anything? Um, I'm more of kind of like a spiritual person. Like I, I believe in God, but more kind of like with what's happening with the universe. And I've also like have a lot of friends who are grieving pretty heavy, you know, like deaths and just friends going through a lot right now. Yeah. And just talking about anger, like I, um, I just wonder like how can you not be so angry when these tragic things happen, you know? Uh, because when, when God takes the spirit of anger away from you, he replaces it with perfect love, and you no longer identify with the tragic things that are happening because it's happening to them and not to you. You wish them well, and that's what your know, greatest prayer can be for someone, to wish them well. But those things that are happening, people are getting what they deserve. It's their fault that it's happening. And so... Uh, you won't identify with that. You won't feel sorry for them because we don't have a right to feel sorry for anyone. We're not God, right? We're no different. And so uh, once you overcome that anger, you've got to have a, 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 a clear way of seeing things and you won't identify with it. What does it mean to be spiritual? Real fast, I'm, and I'm sorry I'm rushing, but what does it mean to be spiritual? Um, I think just being in tune with, uh, like, for example, like the full moon was last night, and the like the full moon. Yeah. Oh, that was you howling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I howled at the moon. <laughs> I heard this noise. Oh. <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying. Yeah. And just to oh. be observant of like, like I love going down to the beach and just like when it's windy, like just I don't know. I think like the environment. And what's do, happening. do you have anger? Yeah. You do? And so being a spiritual person doesn't cause you to overcome the anger? It helps me practice, you know, patience. And But, like, my dad makes me really angry really easily. And I'm trying to work on that, but it's really hard. Yeah. And why does he make you angry? Because he's not logical and he, doesn't communicate well. He doesn't. Uh, you try to communicate with him, but mm-hmm. he's not able to? No. Have you forgiven him for not being able to? Yeah. I used to, like, we've come a long way. Did you tell him you were sorry for hating him? No, but I stopped being, I stopped getting angry in situations that used to tick me off, like, really quickly. Right. So you think you have a right to be feeling that way about him just because he doesn't communicate the way you want him to? Not necessarily, but there's a respect thing. I think it's people shouldn't get away with being disrespectful all the time. And he's, he disrespect you? 
Yeah. Why should he respect you? What do you why do you need someone to respect you? It feels good. Oh. I understand. And have you forgiven your mother? Uh yeah. Did you go to her? Kind of the same thing. I guess it hasn't been like direct communication, but the way we spend time together has heightened and is become you still more enjoyable. With them? No. Oh, no with my parents. Um why haven't you gone to your mother and said, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you? I realize you're crazy and can't help it. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't said it directly, but I've kind of just let her do her thing, and it's, you're just okay with it. Do you want to have perfect peace? Uh, yeah. Then nice. you got to go and apologize to your mother for hating her uh-huh. and turning you away from your father. And forgive your father for not being able to protect you from your mother. Mm-hmm. Then you should have perfect peace. Then you can believe in God. And you still can do your little spiritual thing, hollering at the moon. (laughs) (laughs) But you should have perfect peace. Christ came that we should have Christ came that we should have perfect peace. And uh, but you got you know, they can't help themselves. You know how you can't help yourself when you do crazy things, right? Yeah. And, And likewise, they can't help themselves. And so if you want to overcome that, you got to overcome your mother's nature so you can come back to your nature, which is from God, mm-hmm. and forgive your father. Because if you don't ever love your father, you never will love God. You will always be earthy. You will never love God because no one can love God and hate their earthly fathers. And the mothers tend to turn their children away from their fathers because they have a big ego and they want the world to rotate around them. Mm-hmm. And so they'll turn their children away from their fathers. Because they hate the fathers. And you grow up becoming like what you hate. You got to go and for, hey, I'm sorry for hating you. I'm wrong for hating you, but you're wrong for being crazy. They literally can't help it. All right? And God will forgive. Don't ask for forgiveness. You forgive, and God will forgive you. What do you think about that? I, it's processing. Are you a millennial? Yeah. That's why it's processing. (laughs) Millennium process everything. But think about it and go, because you don't believe in God, you believe in the earth. Yeah, I do. Well, I don't not believe in God. I don't know. I grew up Jewish, uh, once have been to temples on high holidays. I don't know. I just haven't thought about it much. Those Jewish mothers are something else. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> the Asian mothers are mean too. I had no, because Asian mothers seem so nice. The Chinese mother, oh, hi. You want some rice? <laughs> and behind closed doors, it's a different song. <laughs> Go and forgive your mother. Just say, I'm sorry for hating you, right? Once you see it for yourself, and then forgive your father for not being able to protect you, because he's married to his mother. You become attracted what you hate. You end up marrying your mama and becoming a beta male. And uh, are you dating? No. And, and why not? Um, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Just nobody wants you. <laughs> <laughs> are you mean to the guys or something? No. Are I just ha- haven't gone on a date in a while. Uh, are you hard to get along with? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you try to control the guy who you're out with him? No, I just haven't met anyone recently. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. Would uh, go and forgive, all right? And let me know how that goes for you. Okay.
and, and you still be earthy, but go and forgive so you can overcome that anger. Because that anger is the nature of Satan. Anyone who has anger, they have the nature of Satan. And Satan has no love. But anyone who's been born of the Spirit of, of God, they have love. And you would naturally be patient with all people at all times, no matter what the situation is. All right? Thank you. All right. And I love the Jews. <laughs> I, I love Israel. Don't I, uh, Uncle Tom? <laughs> really? I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm it, glad to be here. Anything you disagree with? No. No? All right. Well, I'm glad you're here. So listen, we're out of time. I urge you, do the silent prayer. Keep your eyes on yourself. Speak up, don't resent, and doubt every thought. It's going to be amazing. All right? Um, any announcement, Hermes? Oh, yeah, this Thursday is the first Thursday. We have having the men's forum this Thursday night at 7, the first Thursday night of the month right here at, for men only. Yeah. And then the women this Thursday night. So what? No, I'm just letting you know. No. Amazing. It's for men only at 7 o'clock, all right? So you guys come. And for the ladies on the third Thursday night of the month. But you got to overcome the anger. Don't let anyone tell you that anger is good. It is not good. It is evil. You should never trust an angry person. It's impossible to trust an angry person. They will turn on you, lie on you, rip you off. They'll do something. They have no love. All right? But don't hate them. Forget and move forward. Uh, this Thursday night, Ms. Form. Don't forget to do the silent prayer. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. So if you need counseling, go to our website or call 800-411-BOND. All right? And thank you for your donations as well. Thank you all for coming. I appreciate it.